Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Barry Overton, and I'm your host today for the Agent Power Huddle. And this is a special edition that we're doing today. It's uh, Juneteenth, which has become a, a national holiday. But this being in Colorado and growing up in Texas, this is a, a holiday that I've really grown up with uh, all my life. And I, when Jesse reached out to me and said, hey, you know what? It's Juneteenth. We should do a a special edition um, for this 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 particular day and celebrate it. And I said, you know what? I have the perfect person uh, for today, and I, I'm honored to have her on with with us. I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, about her. Her name is Muriel Williams Thompson. She's a Denver real estate agent, but she's a graduate of an esteemed high school here in Denver, Colorado, Kent Denver. Uh, high school. She attended Syracuse University and graduated with a bachelor's degree from Loyola Marymount Marymount University in Los Angeles. And she is a third generation, third generation real estate agent and uh, the proud grandchild of the founder of Town & Country Realty, which was founded in 1951. And it was uh, it's the oldest black owned real estate agency in Colorado. Uh, so, again, some some amazing uh, accolades just in, in her uh, her history, but also her own accolades. She was a uh, once graduating from college, she became an investor immediately. So that was really her introduction into real estate. And then in 2005, she uh, became a full time real estate agent and working um, in this industry. And she has a, a commitment to bettering community. She uh, has uh, sat on the board of directors for the South Metro Fire and Rescue. She's been a uh, previous chair for the Cunningham uh, Fire Protection. And uh, currently, uh, she is also the cabinet chair for Senator James Coleman. And the, also probably her biggest and notable um, position right now is president of the the Denver Board of Realtors, uh, the Denver chapter of the National Association of Realtors. And she sits on the board of directors for the National Association of Realtors. Man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and, you know, and the, the, you would think she's like 70, 80 years old because that's like a lifetime of accomplishments that she's done. But very young, very um, amazing what she's doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Mario Williams Thompson, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for having me here. And happy yeah, Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth to you. <laughs> and you know, as we were celebrating this, uh, this is historic um, time in in our culture, in our history of American history, even. Um, you know, I, like I said, I couldn't let it go unnoticed in regards to the history that, that you have in in real estate and and the Denver, um, you know, area in regard in in really in Colorado because I know when we first met, I was just so impressed with the fact that uh, your grandfather started, you know, town and country in 1951 when uh, and, and you think about that, that's 72 years ago. 
And when you look at Keller Williams, um, Century 21, Remax, some of the big companies that have been around for years, they have not been around for 72 years. So that is highly impressive to, to see um, a company that has been around for so long and the generation after generation of, of real estate agents that is created. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more uh, going back to 1951 of that that history? Well, you know, I've I've heard all of the the uh, all of the things that that we don't have to deal with these days. Um, I know my my grandfather's passed on now, so I hear most of the stories from my grandmother and and um, the older generations in my family. They all work for Town and Country Realty, and it was rough. <laughs> it was beyond rough. Um, selling homes to families in 1951 and primarily they were selling to black families because that's uh, who they were, they were their clients. Uh, today we have clients that are of all ethnicities um, because the, the world is different now. Um, but my grandfather got a lot of death threats. They had death threats on their home. Um, you weren't able to get a regular, walk into a bank and get a regular loan. You had to be very creative on getting mortgages for these individuals. And uh, there was, and discrimination was legal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was prior to 1968, the Fair Housing Act and discrimination was legal and it was rampant. Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, again, obviously you started your career in real estate. And I, I was actually over the weekend, I was listening to a podcast that you did where um, you attended uh, the the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, and I'll, I'll have you explain more of what what that that is. But also, if you can share, when you attended that meeting, there was a discovery that happened uh, for you during that. Yes, so um, I went to a meeting. <laughs> I was just in, I was invited by uh, a title rep actually um, at the time, and it was several years ago. And I just slid in, kind of sat in the back and I knew a couple of people in the room and, you know, said the hellos. And I sat in the back and uh, great meeting. It was very informative. I got the they passed out the paper of the the history of the organization, which I didn't I heard about, but I really didn't know that much about it. And I saw a familiar name on on the uh, paper <laughs> and um, I wasn't sure uh, who that if, if, if it was a real thing for me. But when I left that meeting later on, I actually called my uh, was older cousin. And I said, did my grandfather have anything to do with um, the Denver Board of Realtors, Denver NARAB? And she just lit up. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what it, it did say, Jesse Johnson, was, who was my grandfather, my, my mother's father, uh, his name was on that paper as the founder of the organization. And um, from there, I got family members that were telling me how wonderful the meetings were, how informative, how awesome, how it created business opportunities, how it created um, opportunities for their clients. I mean, it, it was how they all did business in, in eight <laughs> in 1951 and, and beyond. So uh, yeah. I was very proud that to, to know that my grandfather was the, the um, founder of that organization. So I got involved. I got involved uh, very quickly <laughs> and 
a flat, flash forward, I am now the president of that organization. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he is so proud of you and and the the position that you've taken, and really just what you've done in the community uh, over the years. We've had a chance to to know one another for the the past few years, and you know, constantly I'm seeing you uh, on TV, uh, you know, talking about fair housing and and making sure that you know. Uh, housing and and real estate is done fair and equitably in the uh, the Colorado market and in the Denver community. And with uh, NARAB, I know that's uh, if you want to just kind of share some of the history of, of NARAB as well. Absolutely. So NARAB National Association of Real Estate Brokers is the historically African American or Black uh, real estate professional organization, and it was founded in 1947. So that is a national organization that, and we have over 100 chapters now across the nation. And the organization exists because there was a time when if you were black in real estate, you were not able to be a member of the Association of Realtors. It just was not allowed. And, you know, fast forward, you have uh, individuals across the nation. They're trying to get things done. They're trying to get the same things. They need access to properties for sale and to list. And they form their own network. And that is how NARAB was born. And like as a Denver Board of Realtors, we are the Denver chapter of that. Now our focus um, is not just to stay in existence and be in business and to support each other. That is one. But two uh, is, to increase, in, in, is to increase the Black homeownership rate. Uh, which is the lowest of all ethnicities. So I am, I am blessed and fortunate to uh, be able to be surrounded by powerhouses in the real estate industry, such as yourself, Barry, and 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 other of our colleagues, and everything too. I mean, we come together. You can't just put your head down and just say, "Okay, I'm just going to service my clients," because there discrimination does exist. There's things that happen, um, and there's there's education that needs to happen. I mean, I'm going to say that's that's above of all else right now. Um, when you're, we're talking about increasing black homeownership rate, we're talking about bridging the wealth gap. And we're doing that with individuals who most likely don't have access in many cases to generational wealth to be able to build on that. Um, I can kind of go into detail more about that, but that's my my long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned uh, that you know again there is this this gap that we have the wealth gap that we have. Uh, if you don't mind, just kind of uh, expanding on on that conversation. Absolutely. So the the wealth gap um, in America uh, when it comes to um, black wealth and uh, and white wealth is there's a thirty thirty percent deficit in black wealth in America. It's very succinct with the, the homeownership rate. Um, it's almost identical. So when we take a look at um, homeownership rate, we're at 40, a little over 45% nationally right now as of second quarter of 2023. And white homeownership rate is a little bit over 75%. So when you're taking a look at that 30% deficit, that number, um, homeownership and uh, the wealth gap, it is tied into each other. Um, homeownership is one of the largest purchases that people make in their lifetime. It's one of the best investments. And if you just don't have the knowledge and you don't have the access, if you've been denied access throughout the years, 
you don't have that generational wealth to keep passing on to future generations. We are working on uh, changing that. Yeah. And you mentioned that really, you know, right now, part of the mission is the, the education aspect of it. I can tell you growing up, um, you know, I never grew up in a home that my parents owned. We were always renters. So, um, you know, when I became a police officer, one of the first things that I said, uh, I want to be a homeowner. So um, I became a homeowner in my 20s and um, realized that that it was after that that I got involved in real estate. But much of what you're, you're sharing right now, I realized that, again, it was almost um, from a, a cyclical aspect of this is just the way things have been done. Um, and being a renter, you know, could have been the mentality that I had uh, moving forward. But it was through education that helped me to understand uh, the ability to to create and, and grow wealth through real estate and the importance of being a homeowner. And with the education that, that uh, NARAB is doing, that's exactly where, where you're trying to tap into communities now, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the education is kind of where do you even start? Because I know that was that's a question. That's a question we all had. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate I came from a real estate family, so I knew uh, a little bit. <laughs> um, I did get some more formal training uh, on that, but I did know where to go. But for someone who who didn't and, and I had friends and, and, and most individuals and my people around me, they just hadn't owned a home. So it's a, it can be a scary thing. You know, it can be a scary thing if you haven't if you haven't lived in a household where it was done before. How do how do I start? And so that's where we are with NARAB. We meet people where they are. Um, you know, we try to take them from point A to point Z on the process. And, you know, it starts with financial literacy and credit impact. And it sounds like you already had a great foundation already uh, for you to seek that out. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that. I, I think um, again for me, one of my role model for uh, when I was growing up was my uncle. He was the first. We're talking about African Americans and being the first. He's the first African American sergeant, lieutenant, and captain for the Austin Police Department in Texas. And he also he owned his home, but he owned many other properties. He had a lot of investment properties. So he was my role model um, in regards to what you know, I thought success looked like that was in my family. That was the, he was the most successful person. And, you know, what I did, I took a quote that Ron, Tony Robbins once said, and it was, you know, if you want to be successful, find someone that has achieved the things that you want and copy what they do until you achieve the same results. So I just became a copycat, but I was, hey. <laughs> I was copying the right cat though. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Yeah. And that's really what builds generational wealth. You have, you have, um, you know, if you had a parent who was a, a homeowner, if they invested in properties, if they were a landlord, if they had all these, these things going, that's what you see. You, you organically <laughs> mimic that anyway. So yeah. that's the best advice. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, I have to take it one step further with uh, town and country. Like I said, this is, so that's not a home. That's a business that has been passed down from generation to generation. And I'm sure that will continue. Um, and it, like I said, it's just very impressive to see 72 years of uh, being in business. 
and and continuing to thrive. I know I, I think I just saw some somewhere with someone that I'm connected to on Facebook just recently joined uh, Town and Country. So you know, again, it's still a, a thriving uh, organization. And you know, I know when I read the the bio, it said the oldest black owned, but I would venture to guess. I, I don't know if you've done the the research on it, but it's going to be hard to find another company of, you know, any ethnicity that's been around in Colorado longer than that, that 72 years. Thank you. Well, you know what? I, I have not done that research, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I will I will look into that. Um, it, 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 it is it is a proud moment. And um, I work with my mother. So my mother is my boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the big boss. And um, but I am fortunate to you know, be able to manage uh, excellent agents uh, in the organization, I mean, in the, in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we stick around. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, being in business this long, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's not easy. And there's challenges. The market, as you know, it yeah. changes every year, but from now, sometimes it changes from week to week. So we have to, we have to all stay on our, on top of our craft and, yeah. Yeah. And so um, where would you say, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the history, but for for town and country and for for NARAB, where would you say the direction is that we're headed towards the future? Growth. <laughs> we're <laughs> headed towards growth. Yeah. Um, there's no one uh, person who can you know stay in a position in an organization and expect it to grow if they just if they just stay stagnant and mm-hmm. and run. so I'm I'm I am happy to pass the torch um and and helping others uh, get to their place that they want to in leadership and things like that. I mean I was just at a, a family event last night and we've got multiple uh, other younger generations that are getting their licenses right now. Wow. So they are uh, one is done with real estate school next week, another one in in another two weeks, another one's just now starting. So those type of things actually feed my soul. <laughs> they they yeah. they keep me oh, refreshed yeah. uh, because we actually need uh, youth and we need youth and, and energy uh, to keep things going, the business going and the organization going. And I can see NARAB is growing leaps over bounds. And uh, I, I'm I'm thrilled. I, we have a lot of very successful um, agents and brokers that have now taken the challenge to put it upon their shoulders to continue the mission of the organization. I mean, you have agents like yourself, you're doing, uh, you're doing millions and millions every year. Um, you know, I tip my hat to to all of you because it's, it's, you've got to stay focused, but at the same time, I think we all take a look around us and say, you know, there's no way that we can continue to just, keep our head down and just service our clients if we're not dealing with what's happening in community too, because there are some people who just aren't getting the information. So we've, we've got to be able to lend that helping hand when we can. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that kind of leads me into my next question, just in regards to, so this agent power huddle is, you know, really about getting the, this particular one, getting the Monday, getting your week started off right. And, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm very big on is just mindset and part of on a daily basis, how I focus on today is thinking about the legacy that I want to leave behind. 
uh, because the work that I put in today is a stepping stone towards the legacy that I'm creating. And obviously your grandfather has this amazing legacy that he's left behind and is tangible because it's still here with the, the, uh, the company itself. But when you think about Mariel, say 50, 60 years from now, um, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? What do you want people to, to be able to say about Mary Williams Thompson? Well, I do think about that a lot. That's the, <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I think a lot of people do. Um, okay. I want people to say that, you know, where I was able to move that needle forward, I, I, I did what I could to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint and it's not going to happen in, in one generation. Um, but I, I get up every day and I look at things that I need to do. I service my clients, but I also look at what I can do for community to move that needle to, to be able to bridge the wealth gap and to build generational wealth for others. So I, 50, 60 years from now, I hope people can say my name and say, I did that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that they will, because everything that you're doing and the direction that you're moving is is definitely again the stepping stones uh, to creating an amazing legacy uh, for yourself that will live well beyond you know your lifetime as well, just like your grandfather. So, uh, congratulations to your current success, and you know I, I can always you know already see the success that just continuing to build. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions just for that that person that's listening in. The first person I want to talk about is that, again, maybe that first time home buyer, that person that is seeing what's on, they see what's in the media about interest rates and what's going on in the real estate market. And so it's, you know, it's created some fear or some doubt in regards to becoming a homeowner. What would be your best advice for someone that is looking at where we are in this current market and questioning, you know, if they should become a homeowner at this point? The first thing I would say is, okay, how much are you paying in rent? (laughs) Because rent is high. It's higher than I've ever seen uh, in my lifetime. And what you are paying is someone else's mortgage and you're paying 100% interest on that. Yeah. At this point in time, you're not investing anything in your future because once you pay the rent, you're just on to the next month. Homeownership is a way to actually um, set up your future. When people are, when when I get uh, individuals that are talking about the, the stress and the um, anxiety that they have about the market is because they say, oh, the prices are high and the interest rates are high. Okay, take a step back. Interest rates are normal. <laughs> They're normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're comparing it to the two and three percent interest rates that we had a year ago, that was a clearance sale. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Um, when I purchased my first property at 23 years old, uh, my interest rate was over eight and a half percent, and I was happy to get it. Yeah. Interest rates are lower than that right now. So uh, I would say, and and I could say I took a look at my first property and I'm really going to date myself when I say this. It was $80,000 was the sales price. Yeah. And I freaked out thinking like, oh my goodness, this is so expensive. How am I going to pay this? But I wish, and I know if we all, if we could find a property that's eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in Colorado right now, we would be clawing at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
all today. So that was expensive then, um, but it it catapulted me into other properties. I quickly did gain equity in that property and was able to purchase other things. I was able to sell it throughout the years. I wish I would have held on to it now, <laughs> hindsight being 2020, but I, I did sell it, but I did sell it at a premium and I was able to buy other things that I needed. So I used that that property as a stepping stone. Yeah. So from from here right now, if you can't get the, the house that's your dream home, that's okay. Get what you can afford and use it as a stepping stone to build equity, build your, build your credit and get to the next property because yeah. you're going to pay somebody's mortgage. Just pay your own. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's perfect advice. You, I mean, you're, you're paying a mortgage regardless if it's, if it's yours or somebody else's. So you're absolutely right. And I love the the clearance sale. I'm going to use that because that, I mean, that probably sums it up uh, the very best. Uh, because again, we know that those were historical lows that we were experiencing during that time. And, you know, I, I see so many people saying, well, I'm waiting till they get back to the 3%. Well, it, it took a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic for that to happen. So, um, yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> um, one other question I have for you. So, again, we have a lot, especially in this Denver market, we have a lot of real estate agents that have, have started in this industry probably in the last 10, uh, five to 10 years. And what they've experienced up until this last year is a, uh, a very um, productive seller's market where you know the the ease of being in real estate as far as selling houses uh, on the listing side was definitely easier. Uh, it was challenging for for a buyer's agent, but we still were able to make those things happen. Um, but now we're we're in a different market right now, and we're we're seeing things in a very different light. I, I know you've been licensed since at least since 2005. And so you you were through a recession and uh, a crash of the market. What would be your advice to that agent that's experiencing this change uh, in the market and, and how they should, should pivot or adjust? Um, well, you've got to stay on top of what the market is doing. You do that by going to the meetings and stay in, in and networking, that's number one. You're not gonna make it in this business if you're not uh, staying on top of what's going on. Uh, Once you know what's going on, you know what to expect, you know what to prepare for. And being prepared is really uh, the gist of it. Yeah, I did get my license at at a a time where it was very lucrative and kind of easy, I'm gonna say, you know, to be able to get your clients in the door or or to sell properties. And then quickly, a few years after that, the market just just uh, did take a crash. So right now there's been parameters that put in place that we should not have that anymore. However, you've got to work your business. It, this is not an easy business. I know um, there's some, you know, a lot of us make it look easy. <laughs> It looks glamorous, but there is a very unglamorous side of real estate that we do every single day. And it's a job. It's a it's a it's a career. It's a job. And you have to work it. If you're not if you're not ready to work it. You know, do something else. But I say if you want to stay in this business, it's it's extremely rewarding. There's nothing more 
uh, exhilarating and, and, and make you happier than to actually pass someone the keys to to their their home, even the first home, second home or third home that they really want and and uh, will enjoy. So uh, it's a very rewarding feeling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, Muriel, if you want to just share how our viewers can get a hold of you, if they want to reach out, if they have questions, what's the best way to reach you? Well, you can reach me at Town & Country Realty, everyone. So Muriel Williams Thompson, Town & Country Realty. Uh, the phone number for the office is 303-789-9494. Uh, once again, that's 303-789-9494. And to, um, I, I give my cell phone number out too. I am accessible. So um, I think that we all do. And that is uh, 720-635-2135. All right. And thank you so much for joining us here again. Like I said, it was is an honor and a treat. I've, I've always just um, held you in high regard, uh, not only because of what your family's done, but really what you're doing in the community uh, right now. And it's just uh, amazing to be able to watch you uh, again, because here it is, you're a real estate agent, but you're so active in so many areas uh, within the community. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Barry. And I want to say you are very active, too. <laughs> very modest, very modest. But I, I, I appreciate it. I surround myself with good people like yourself. So thank you for keeping right. me humble. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our edition here of the, the special edition of the Agent Power Huddle for a Juneteenth celebration. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we look forward to seeing you at our next Agent Power Huddle. Thanks. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.